This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Good morning, Bucknutters. It is Tuesday, April 21st, 2020. I am Dan Rubin. This is the Bucknuts Morning 5 and Change. If it's Tuesday, that can mean only one thing. Dwayne Long has joined us. Dwayne, how goes it? Oh, it's uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good. Spring is coming, and and we're seeing this uh, this uh, COVID nineteen thing. It looks like it's winding down, and we're going to get back to normal. So I'm in good spirits. It does seem like the curve is becoming flattened. We will stick to what we know here because we are not doctors. We know Ohio State football recruiting. We know a little bit about the NFL draft. And thankfully, Ohio State has provided us tons of content. Another show, another commitment. This time, defensive back Jansen Dunn, the top player in Kentucky. There were some advanced vibes that he was going to head for Oklahoma. When the call had to be made, he has a graphic that says committed to Ohio State. Your thoughts on the six foot two, 180-pound <clears throat> athlete who will play defensive back, most likely safety. And if you hear him talk, he's kind of the nickel. Your thoughts on Dunn? I, I really was impressed when I looked at his film. I was wondering why are not more people talking about this kid? Uh, I think putting them, they, they, I think they had him in the athlete category more than safety. Yeah, he's he's one of those kids. He's a he's good receiver because he's the best athlete on the field, not because he's a good receiver. Uh, I I loved him at safety. Kid will come up and and put a lick on you, but he's also good in coverage. And that's you got to have safeties that can cover. Now it used to be you had. Uh, strong safety who is better in the box, and you know he might be able to help out pretty well in the in, in the passing game. And you had a free safety. Well, now you're pretty much playing two free safeties, but you've got the added benefit of this kid. He really comes up and runs support, and a uh, good tackler and, and a hitter. So I w- I'm really happy about this get. I, I think this is. Uh, outstanding and just exactly what we need back there is another kid like that he's long you know they they we see his heights exaggerated that kid's every bit of six to say six three i believe it so i'm really happy with this one some people were a little bit surprised because dunn's ranking is about a 91 he's the 15th ranked athlete in the country and ohio state is in the mix for higher rated players but keep this in mind, Ohio State does not use the rankings to determine who they are going to offer. I had a chance to cover basketball recruiting way back in the day, and there was a time when they said North Carolina and Duke don't recruit. They select. That is what Ohio State is doing right now, and they selected a guy who's ranking not as high as everybody else. They have their own agenda. 
What do you make of the fact that they have apparently opted to recruit Jansen Dunn over Derek Davis Jr., who is a more highly rated player? Well, I, I think there's several factors. First, as long as fans have been on the board, they've seen me say I don't agree with a kid's ranking. And that Ohio State doesn't agree with it, I, I, that doesn't surprise me at all. I loved what I saw out of Dunn. And then you've got the there's, – there's a couple of things with uh, Davis that you have to be concerned about. One, he's a big kid. That he could grow into a linebacker even before he steps on a college football field, that's a possibility. And we need to get defensive backs in here. So we need a kid we know is going to be a defensive back. That's one thing. Also, maybe Davis is just not ready to commit. We're not going to turn away – from a talent like Dunn to wait on a maybe with Davis, even though it seems like he seemed to be leaning our way. Uh, you know, Dunn's just outstanding. You, you can't say no to Dunn if he wants to come on board. So maybe that puts us uh, uh, on the outs with Davis. We're at 17 right now. Uh, you know we're going to take Egbuka, absolutely, Tuamalo, absolutely, and Latham, absolutely. We're going to wait on them forever. That puts us at 20. So, And I can't imagine us going over 22, 23 at the max. So uh, we, we may not have room for Davis right now. we got a fine safety there. And I'd have him rated clearly higher than what, uh, the, than what the, uh, the 247 has right now. He's just outstanding. So I, I absolutely agree with taking him. And, uh, you know, if, if something happens and – we can add Davis. Certainly we would, but this is a good get. This is uh, Buckeye Nation needs to be happy about this. Kerry Combs figured heavily in the recruitment and the decision to go after Don. So who are we to question Kerry Combs' ability to decipher who's a good defensive back and not? Who will make a good pro? There are 11 Buckeyes. I want to hear their name called starting Thursday, running through Saturday at the NFL Draft. We're going to come back and talk Buckeye rankings. Just a minute. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We are back. As I stated, there are 11 Buckeyes who want to hear their name called at the draft. I will quickly run through their names. Chris Young, Jeff Okuda, J.K. Dobbins, Malik Harrison, T.J. Hill, Devon Hamilton, Damon Arnett, Jonah Jackson, Jordan Fuller, Austin Mack, and Ben Victor. If Dwayne was running an NFL team and had a draft board, where would the Buckeyes rank? I think we can clearly go through number one and number two. I have assumed that number one is Chase Young, and number two is Jeffrey Okuda. Is that fair? Absolutely. Oh, there's no no question about it. Uh, Jeffrey Okuda's got the. He could he could be three to five years down the road. He could be the best cornerback in the league. He's just such a gifted athlete. Uh, Chase Young is a special end. Uh, he's he's going. I'm not absolutely convinced he's going to Washington, uh, but I I believe he's going number two in the draft. 
those those two guys, absolutely, one and two, Young and Akuda, no question. We've got a proud lineage of recent cornerbacks getting picked, and there is no question I would take Akuda first of the group. How would you rank the guys after the dynamic duo on top there? Those guys will be picked second and third or second and fifth. We don't know yet, but they'll be gone within the first hour of the draft on Thursday. After that, there's no guarantee another Buckeye will be picked in the first round. The second day is replete with Buckeyes. Let's do your rankings of the Buckeyes, number three through number 11 here. Well, uh, I'm going to – this will be a bit of a surprise to people, but I'll explain after I say it, is uh, Devon Hamilton. And the reason I'm saying that, uh, position matters in this. It, it You know, you, you look at how deep a position is, and at defensive tackle, there is absolutely no depth. You've got – You've got uh, Derek Brown, who's got superstar written all over him, and then you've got uh, Ken Law at at South Carolina, and then after that, it's the field. Just pick one, and I'm telling you, teams will go for a kid like Hamilton. When you watch his film, he was so much more effective than he's been given credit for. He actually pass rushes out of the defensive tackle position, and that is a huge plus that every NFL team is going to be looking for. Uh, you know, tackles, you're thinking about stuff in the run and, and uh, you know, holding the line of point, uh, holding the line of scrimmage, the point of attack. Uh, when they can rush the passer, too, it's just it's it's just a big plus, and he can. And, you know, so maybe some other team will find some other tackle out there that they like better. But I'm telling you, I, I would absolutely snatch up Hamilton with the idea that I'm now getting the next best tackle in the draft, and I don't know where the one after him is coming from, so I'm going to take him. Number four. I look at Malik Harrison. I think Malik Harrison has been just outstanding. He's grown as a football player so much. you got to remember, he didn't play much defense in high school and did not play linebacker when he did play defense. So he learned to play the game play the position when he got here so he's still got so much upside uh he's a great looking athlete you know he doesn't have an injury history uh no off the field problems there's just a lot of pluses he checks a lot of boxes uh and and uh, another thing the versatility that he he is being looked at both by some teams as an inside linebacker and other teams as an outside linebacker Inside linebacker, he's a big dude. He's 250 pounds. So uh, he can play inside. Probably don't want to put him in a 4-3, but as a, in a 3-4 where you've got uh, two inside guys, then he would probably be a guy you'd give a hard look at as an inside guy. And he can cover. He's There's a lot of pluses to Malik Harrison. Number five. Uh, J.K. Dobbins would be my number five guy. Uh and why he's a little white, you think, well, why isn't he ahead of of uh, Hamilton and Malik Harrison position? Running back has just been so devalued. I still believe he's going to be off the board by the second round, and if he's there in the third and somebody doesn't take him, then a lot of people don't know what they're doing. He was, he, you know, he's had a little bit of injuries, but not that much, uh, and he's... He's just got got the goods. I mean, he runs hard for a guy his size. He's not the biggest kid in the world, 
Uh, he's going to run through a lot of tackles. Uh, he's got good speed. Uh, there's just a lot to like about Dobbins. He, he's an excellent blocker for uh, for a guy his size. You know, I, I only remember seeing him miss one block uh, in uh, in games last year. So I believe he will be the fifth Buckeye taken off the board, and that has everything to do with he's a running back. And, you know, they've got to be absolutely elite to go off the board high these days. I read somewhere recently where one NFL team said he was best back in protection that they had looked at, which I was impressed by. Number six, K.J. Hill. Again, we're going to have to throw position in there because it's a really deep receiver draft. My Lord. Uh, That's what's going to push him out. And an average receiver uh, list uh, position uh, for the class, I would I would probably have Hill like number three, but it's just so deep, and he did not run a time that would move him up the boards. But the kid is going to catch the ball. First thing he's going to do is he's going to get open. KJ Hill will run. He'll run uh, routes that that you know NFL veterans are just now getting down. He's just really outstanding at that. He finds soft spots in the zone. He catches everything thrown to him. And he's good after the catch without having elite speed. He's just uh, hes a guy that reads the game well, and, and after he gets the ball, he's going to be looking for blockers, looking for green. So uh, I believe that, that somebody's going to get a bargain uh, out of him and, and, you know, maybe the third round, maybe maybe even the fourth. We'll see. It's just so deep. Yeah, teams are in 11 personnel so often these days with the team receiving on the field, and he really does have a defined NFL position in that slot receiver. If he goes to the right situation, I could see him being productive very early. If he goes somewhere and they try and put him on the outside and make him an X or a Z, I see him doing as well. But I could see him being a major contributor to a team that needs a possession guy to work the middle of the field, like you said. All right, number seven. Number seven guy is Damon Arnett. He could have very easily been much higher on this list. He, his film is going to be outstanding. It's just, you know, the one position, even more so than wide receiver, you got to have a, uh, the 40 matters more at cornerback because makeup speed is important. You're going to get beat sometimes. So being able to flip those hips, get around, and catch up, that's important. And he just did not have that. But, I mean, somebody's going to look back at the most important thing at this point is uh, the the film. And Damon Arnett had an outstanding year. I mean, people were not going to take many chances throwing the, at a CUDA. You got Wade out there, guys that are known ball hawks. And they went after Arnett, and he, he stood up to it. He had an outstanding uh, year on the field. And and you see what, you know, getting really great coaching has done for the kid. It, he's just elevated his game. I, I really believe with a better 40 time, he could be coming off the board third or fourth there as, as far as the Buckeyes concerned. I still think he's going to get picked in the second round. Corners are so valuable. Damon Arnett is going to be on the Cowboys. We'll discuss that on Sunday. All right, number eight. I'm going to go with Jonah Jackson. He just really he went down to the Senior Bowl and really played well. 
Again, position is going to impact his draft uh, uh, position because he's just, you know, guards are guards. And uh, uh, you got to be, you want to talk about having to be elite to go in the first round. It's, that's no position is you have to be something special to go in the first round than guard. Uh, he, he was outstanding. I liked how he played with attitude. Uh, he played with fire. The one thing that I think is going to hurt him is penalties. If you look back this past season, he definitely had more penalties, clearly had more than anyone. He may have had more penalties than the rest of the other four starters together. The penalties are going to be something that NFL teams are going to say, uh, yeah, dude, we got, we got to work this out. You, you know, you're, you're holding, you're jumping. Uh, that's the real one downside of him. He did well, they said, in interviews. So uh, he's going to get drafted. What do you have uh, coming out of Rutgers? I don't know. But he came here, he performed very well for us, and he's going to get paid. I'm sure he's going to get drafted. Two receivers left on the board, Austin Mack and Ben Victor. Who do you take? I'm going to take Ben Victor. Uh, Better size. I think he's faster, and his hands have been more consistent. Not consistent, just more consistent then off the Mac, the number of drops is just going to kill him. And neither one of them put up uh, 40 times that were going to change anything. I mean, here's the thing. They got good size. They're good athletes. If they run a good 40, somebody's going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to take them later in the draft and see if we can get something out of them. If they don't get drafted, it's not going to surprise me. And this, in a receiver draft this deep, I could see them being free agents. I don't think there's any question. Both will get an invite to camp, and all the Buckeyes will get a clean shot at making the lead. We appreciate Dwayne stopping by. I hope you got a little insight there in your morning. Have a good one, Bucknutters. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast wherever you get your podcasts.